The views expressed on this podcast do not It's time to engage in the airstrike. The Teresa Kanzi airstrike. Welcome to the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike podcasting from Cape Town, South Africa, the most beautiful city in the country. That in English means let there be love. Welcome to episode 21 of the podcast. Good news, ne? The Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike is now available on Amazon Music. So if you have the Amazon Music app on your phone, then please do check out the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike. And also, okay, remember, it is still available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Coming your way, hey, I've been censored on Twitter. Therefore, I will pizzo Musimon about that. And I'll also give you my 90-day fiancé happily ever after season 6 review. And I'm going to play you a song by Kanzi Armstrong. Oh, that song is beautiful, I tell you. I can't wait to play that song for you. But as per usual, first things first, Sizokalango, your elders were dirty. And I'm just exposing that. The music you listen to right now is as dirty as the music your elders used to listen to. Here's today's example. Now, I want you to listen to this song attentively. Please listen to the song attentively. Put on your red dress and slip on your high heels It's summer that sweet perfume Smells good on you Slide on your lipstick And let all your hair down Cause baby when you get through I'm gonna show you Tonight will be a special night No matter where we go And I'm so proud to be with you I just wanna let you What a classic, Johnny Gill. My, 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 released in 1990. That song was written by the godfathers of Amanyala, and that is L.A. Reed and Babyface. Yo, Lama Time, Namanyala, same WhatsApp group. Yo, my Watanda Manyala, Lama Time. Now, my question about this song is, and, and I asked you to listen to that particular snippet attentively, because that particular snippet 
is very clean. Very, very clean song. Very clean. My question is, why is it that they didn't keep it that way? Why couldn't they just? Hmm? It's because my watanda amanyala. Oh, baby face no LA read. My watanda amanyala. And I, I, I am sure they, 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 they convinced Johnny Gill to sing this particular part that I am going to look into right now. Because Lengoma ibi clean, and then Kengogo, it ended off being filled with filth. Filthy. Let's check out the lyrics. Johnny Gill says, After all this time, slip on your nightgown. There we go. Was there a need? Was there really a need? Why must she now move from slipping on a red dress to now slipping on a nightgown? And by nightgown, of course, but Tetang Yingo non-drog. Because I mean back then in 1990 Yet again, patriarchy comes through. The objectifying of women exposes itself once again. Uti, first I want to take some time. I just want to look at you. That's what you do to an object. You walk into a store, you look at an object, and you're like, okay, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, that object is fine, yeah. That, that object will be mine. And then you buy it. This is also part of the filth. This is, this is filthy. That is filthy. Okay? Objectifying women is filthy. So he continues after saying that I can't believe you're mine. He says, And all that I want to do, I want to make love to you. Tonight will be a special night of many more to come. And I am so proud to be with you. So proud to share your love. Now, my question is, why is it that you couldn't be proud of just taking her out that night and then go, why couldn't you just be proud of sharing her love, of just taking her out and then go after taking her out? Why? Must you feel proud to share her love? Kakufuneke ufake i four five into the nuki. Hmm? Why is that so? Yes, yes, man. I promise you, when our elders were in our age, the only thing that they could think of was a sex car. That's all. That's that's the only thing. That's the only thing. Like you, you, you take her out, and then after taking her out, at the end of the night, ooh, they want sex. Like why can why 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 must sex be always be involved with Zindozawa? And do you understand? I really don't. Hey, hey man, they were just like too horny. My gosh, disgusting. Ugh. Anyway, let me continue with the lyrics. So Johnny Gill says, "Make love all night long. Make love till the break of dawn. 
<sighs> now, old man, you're lying. Sukoka, sukoka, sukoka. We all know that your stamina's back then, and even right now, your stamina's which is, it was not that kind to make love, the the whole night and until um, the crack of dawn. Like, no ways. You're you're lying. You're lying. You 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 guys never had sex all night long. You never did. Stop lying here. Anyway, let me go back to the lyrics. He says, I want to love you in every way. Let me show you how sweet it's going to be. I want to show you things that you've never seen before. All because of sex. All This, this talk is all about having sex. That's it. It's not about what happens without the sex. It's not about taking care of your woman without involving sex. This all has to do with amanya laka. That's how our fathers and uncles thought that they showed love to our mothers and aunts and older sisters. That's that's it. That's it. Like sex just had to be involved all the freaking time. So he continues again and says, "Put your nightgown on." Yo, island nightgown. Yo, island on drug. Kasma, maganga liba lolo drug. Like, put it on. No matter what, I'm gonna show you a great night. We're gonna make love until the crack of dawn. And don't, don't. But don't forget, put on your nightgown. Ngau liba lolo drug. Whoa, Johnny Gill. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. And he says, and he says, let your hair hang low. Step in our room. I'm in the mood to love you all night long. That there, as sweet as it sounds, that is about amanyala. It's filled with amanyala. It's it's filth. Yava, it's garbage. That there. So once again, the music that you are currently listening to is as dirty as the songs your elders used to listen to. I see hearts getting sliced, tears falling down, people always cheating. On their loved ones And I think to myself I don't want to jollow I see people posting words Of wisdom After Bela Shiwe Kabantu Babo and I think to myself I don't want to jolo The cries in many voices Don't sound pretty in my ears They're all made of faces Of people breaking down I see friends shaking heads and their hands on their mouths. They don't believe 
Jolo Uyabulala. I see husbands and side chicks at BNBs for long weekends while the wife sits at home. And I think to myself, I don't want to Jolo. Yes, I think to myself I don't want umjolo Music from Kanzi Armstrong I don't want umjolo It's exclusive to the Tulisa Kanzi Air Strike What a beautiful classic timeless song you will never hear it anywhere else. I think it is appropriate for me to also state why I do not want Umjolo. And my reasons for not wanting Umjolo are very different from those mentioned in that song. Right? I'll, let, let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. Look, man. I am currently broke and unemployed. All right? So a um, few years ago, I was employed. My career was going well. Yeah, things were, were going smoothly for me. It was great. And I was in a good relationship. And then the following years, things did not go according to my plan. And therefore, I became unemployed and broke. Okay? These things happen. And the last thing I wanted was having to go back home. So, like, currently, I am back home. Like, I am in my parents' house. That's, that's me right now. So, I, I just do not want to get myself into a relationship up until I get my life in order. By life, I mean my career, and then I start making money and so on. Then, I'll be comfortable in getting myself into a relationship. Now, a lot of people would totally disagree with how I do things. Some person will say, you know what? This could probably be the best time for you to find your true love. And my answer to that is absolutely not. I believe in multiple possibilities. If I miss out on my true love right now, deep, broken, unemployed, uh, in the future, because there is a possibility that there are multiple true loves for each and every person on this planet. So, I do not want that. And, and the phone relationship right now, the broke and unemployed. Okay? I know how it's like to have your own money and your own apartment. Relationship. Oh! Best times of your freaking life. And right now, being back at my parents' home, there's absolutely no ways that I could enjoy myself in a relationship. Uh, no ways. I, I just can't. I can't do it. I really cannot do it. There are times I would go out and I mingle with creatures. Now, creatures are women. And the reason why I call women creatures is because women say all men zizinja here in South Africa. 
So apparently this is Inja and it doesn't matter who you are, even if you are a good guy, women just call all men here in South Africa Izinja. So therefore I was like, okay, I need to come up with a word for women. And the best one that I could come up with is creatures. And creatures sounds way better than being called Inja, for example. Anyway, so I would mingle with creatures and Kubem Nandi man, yeah, 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 have a nice social moment, watching Watini. And that's about it. Because when I go out to to have fun, I, I don't go out with the intention of getting laid at the end of the night. No, I don't. Because I am broke and I am unemployed and I live in my parents' house. So and if Londo, right? And what usually happens is that if numbers are exchanged, I just automatically put the creature into the friend zone. And again, the reason why a creature goes straight to the friend zone is because I am broke and unemployed. I do not want a relationship as a result of that. And also, now the, 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 the reason I am doing this is because I am protecting myself. I am protecting my pride. Because I know how creatures are. Next thing, as broke and unemployed as I am living in my parents' house, I get myself into a relationship with a creature. And she pretty much does everything in the relationship. When we go out, she pays. When we want to do A, B, and C, she's the one who pays. And then let's say eventually, I do get myself employment in my desired career and then things start to look up again and then there would be times whereby i would become very busy and then the creature calls me or texts me and says oh babe i i need you to do something for me real quick no 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 and then i'm like yo uh can we can i do this later because right now i am i am busy i'll do this later for you chances are the creature is gonna say ha and he's too busy for me? I do not want such scenarios. That's why I, I am willing to soak things up in my broke and unemploymentness back at my parents' house until the background life in because I am protecting myself from such a reputation. And if we need to learn to. Look, man, look. Emotionally, psychologically, I am ready for a relationship. Ne? I, I am ready to call someone's daughter my my mi amor. When 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 I call her and she answers, I say to her, Hello, my mi amor. How are you doing, my mi amor? How's your day going thus far? My sunset at Landadno Beach. Yeah, well, like I'm ready for those things and, 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 and say things to her such as, give me that sweet muffin. Give me that sweet muffin. I mean, she must blow me a kiss over the phone. Give me that sweet muffin. Where's that sweet muffin? Yeah, yeah. I want to hear that sweet muffin. But financially, Career-wise, no ways, bruh. I'm not. I am not. And I will stick with my belief, but I do not want umjolo at the moment because I am broken unemployed. I'll stick with that. At the end of the day, I am just trying 
to protect myself. And having the experience of being in a relationship while you are doing well financially and career-wise to now knowing how the situation is for me as a broke and unemployed man, I, 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 just, I just cannot get myself into a relationship. And gay, some creatures are going to insinuate that I am gay just because I'm not making any advances. Like, uh, that guy, I think that guy is gay. Because like, yeah, we've been chatting and stuff, but he hasn't been making any moves. And when I try to make moves, it's like he brushes me off nicely. He must be gay. No, 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 sissy. I am not gay. I love the nookie. I love it to bits. I love women to bits. But right now, the reason why I am not making any advances, the reason why I am not making any moves is because I am broke, unemployed, and I live in my parents' house. That's the reason why I'm not making any moves on you. Are you about to host a party at a club, chisanyama, or restaurant, and you want to DJ with mad skills? Well, book Tulisa Kanzi for a lit DJ performance and hear something like this. Email tulisa.kanzi at gmail.com and let's get the party started. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that is Chuck crying like Inkazan. Oh my gosh. Oh, that sounds horrible. My gosh. No, man. No, 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 no. What kind of a father cries like that? <laughs> no, man. I, I know it's sad. I know it's very, very sad. But... No ways, man. You can't be a father of four and then cry like that? No. <laughs> I, well, I, 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 anyway, welcome to my 90-day fiancé happily ever after season 6 review. We are checking out episode 15. And whoa, what an episode. Wow. We start off with Andre and Elizabeth. Now, you heard that clip of Chuck crying like a little bitch. <laughs> okay, so here's what went down. Here's what went down. They, they, they all went for a family cookout at Chuck's house. And we saw that Chuck and Andre's relationship is at an all-time high. Yeah, they are the best of buddies right now. Now, there was tension between Libby and his sisters. His sisters confronted Chuck about not seeing him for a very long time and also about their lack of communication. And then Kengoku came in Charlie. He walked in 
and he was like something whoop whoop call the cops whatever nonsense he said and of course that was directed at andre and yeah hey yeah a few seconds later in just about like under 5 seconds later charlie was on the floor yeah that physical altercation between charlie and andre that we all have been waiting for finally happened i don't think we all anticipated that it would take less than 5 seconds for charlie to be on the floor less than 5 seconds on the floor hey i couldn't believe it hey <laughs> i i just couldn't believe it you know what i think i think ne we should have all saw that one coming because hanyan usually when a particular person has a lot to say like all the time they've got a lot to say and they are instigators they are the aggregators usually what happens when it comes to a physical altercation they are the ones who lose the fight why didn't we think that was going to happen to charlie <laughs> no man no 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 look man psychologically charlie had home ground advantage he walked in there knowing very well uguba he's at his father's house now he's got home ground advantage everything and everyone should be behind him should be in his corner this includes his own ancestors but i not this time around his ancestors were like uh uh-uh, no i think anyly no 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 we are just going to watch because man how could you lose a fight on a home ground advantage how could you get your ass beat down at your own father's house no man no 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 this was a huge l on charlie's face yeah man the fight was totally out of control we have out of control for a second or so i thought i was watching love and bleep hop because there was just too many bleeps each and every 2 seconds there was a bleep there was a bleep there was a bleep there was a bleep yeah man even thomas lost it thomas is married to rebecca he lost it he was like he doesn't want anything to do with his family him and rebecca and his family are fine they're not going to come here again he just wants nothing to do with this family and then jen and rebecca i think it was jen who told charlie that charlie no man you are just toxic you are just always toxic hey i was just seeing things like turning around like there was a lot of mess going on i never thought to but i'm going to see libby's sisters turning on charlie and telling him that he is toxic I never ever in my life imagined that would happen. They just turned on him. They were like, "No, no, you're toxic. You're just toxic. Oh my god, you're toxic." Eh? And then in another scene, Charlie's wife is busy pointing a finger at Chuck and telling him, "Nah, you needed to stop this." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Wait, is no, you, you, lady, hold on. That's no way to talk to your father-in-law. No matter to our father-in-law wa ko timid or weak, but you just do not do that." that is disrespectful but i and combo okay, care understand these two charlie and his wife they they are a perfect fit for each other because bobabini they are rude and disrespectful now next thing hey man i i, I don't know like if because eventually 
everyone. This is Thomas, Jen, Rebecca, and even Charlie himself after getting that beatdown. They all blamed Chuck for what happened. And I showed there was that scene when Chuck was saying that he's about to have a heart attack. <laughs> he was like, he's, got, he's about to have a heart attack. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, no ways, bro. No, no ways. I've, I've seen quite a few people have heart attacks. None of them have ever said, bah, wait, hold on. I'm about to have a heart attack. Because when a heart attack happens and before it happens, Umtu just becomes quiet and, and, and they like hit their heart with, with, with one hand while they're having a heart attack or when a heart attack is about to happen. I lear a chuck. Oh, God, you know, I'm about to have a heart attack. I'm about to and, and guess what happened? He did not have a heart attack. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> Instead, we were Lil and Jeng and Kazan. But you know what? That man did not deserve all the blame to come his way. He did not deserve that. And you see, this is what happens when, when, when a person is weak. Everyone is going to pick on you. Because it was not Chuck's fault that Andre and Charlie got into a physical fight. It was not his fault. Let me play back that clip of Chuck crying before I move on to another couple. I thought I was going to see my family to get healed tonight, but it got worse. Right. So now let me move on to Angela and Michael. In the previous episode, Michael went to the clinic to check out his sperm count so he can freeze his sperms and then send them to the United States of America for an IVF procedure. And then here's the interesting part. Michael stated it was his first time masturbating. And of course, Angela watched him on a video call while he was masturbating. Let's go back to the statement Michael made that it was the first time he masturbated and he never ever masturbated in his life because it is against his religion. <sighs> now, let me tell you something, especially if you're a female listening to the podcast right now. If a man says to you that he has never ever masturbated in his life, I want to tell you right now, Ukuba, you cannot trust that man. That man cannot be trusted. He is probably unfaithful and he will probably do a lot of untrustworthy things while you are in a relationship with him. Because there is nowhere on planet earth that you will find a man who has never masturbated in his life before. Especially a man who is in his 30s. Every man on this planet has masturbated before. I don't care if he tells you that it is against his religion. Every man on this planet has masturbated. Because here's the thing about masturbation as a man. No one tells you to masturbate. Masturbation is like having a wet dream. No one tells you you should have a wet dream. A wet dream just happens naturally. Okay? Same applies with masturbation. 
I even do not remember the first time I masturbated as a kid and I was in my teens. But what I can remember is that no one told me to masturbate. It just happens because it is natural. It's the same thing as when, when you are a teenager, you start going through puberty. It happens naturally. No one says, okay, it's time for you to go through puberty. No ways. So therefore, a man who tells you that he has never masturbated in his life, he is a liar, he cannot be trusted. And that is a huge red flag. Angela should have known this. So in this particular episode, episode 15, Angela went to the clinic with her daughter Skylar and Skylar stated as she has been stating all this time, Uguba, she isn't interested in using her eggs for the IVF. So after the procedure was explained by the doctor, Angela was like, you know what? She no longer wants Skylar to be involved because she didn't want Skylar to jeopardize her health for what Michael wants. And what made her decline the IVF procedure even more was the cost of it all. It will cost over $100,000 for the procedure. So going back anyway to, to the red flag. You know what? Uh, I think I've stated this before. I, 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 I think without a doubt that Michael doesn't really, really love Angela. He's really after the green card. He really is. And Angela should know this. As I have stated a few moments ago, that it is a huge red flag when a man tells you that he has never masturbated in his life. It shows you but that guy is a big, big liar. And if Angela doesn't have a moment of self-introspection and thinks back, looks back to Michael saying to her that he had never ever masturbated in his life because it is against his religion, that should tell Angela that Michael is a big, big liar. He's a corn artist. He's a scammer. And she should honestly file for a divorce. All hail for the Lord Commander of Complaints. Now, the North Africans, they are always bullying everybody. Always. They bully referees. They bully everybody. They don't want to lose. They are going to lose tonight. We beat them fair and square. Do we want to justify how many times Kerchis win with the, with the referee's mistake? The Baroka players disrespected Madisha, which was not good. And most especially is the players who are on the bench, who are sitting there. They're disrespecting somebody who's playing whilst they are sitting in the cold there in the stands. So, what are you being so emotional about? Never ever in my life did I ever think that I will become a victim of Twitter censorship. Here's what happened. On the 15th of August 2021, I tweeted, I miss Donald Trump on Twitter. Imagine what he could be tweeting about the Biden administration since the Taliban took control of Afghanistan. Laughing emoji. A day later, after logging into my account, Twitter asked me to verify my account, of which I did. Are you a robot? And then I had to do that whole thing of ticking the boxes, you don't nonsense. Now, the same thing happened the following day after that. I even tweeted and said, ever since I tweeted about Donald Trump and Afghanistan, Twitter algorithm seems to think that I am a bot. 
twice now that I had to verify my account after signing in. Two days later, I was locked out of my account. Even like right now, my account is suspended on Twitter. I am suspended on Twitter. If you search Tulisa Kanzi on Twitter and you find my handle, my account has been suspended. Now, I've been trying to figure out, why, why is my account suspended? Like, what did I do? And I, I tried to find information. And one of the information that's provided on Twitter as to the reasons why accounts are blocked or suspended, it's because of suspicious activity, such as scheduling posts and so on. Like, they gave a lot of information. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe the reason why I am suspended and my account has been doing some suspicious activities because of me scheduling posts using Hootsuite. So I deactivated my Hootsuite account, thinking that this is going to solve the problem. Can't you know? No, 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 no. It isn't. Scheduling posts via Hootsuite does not form part of unusual Twitter activity or behavior. Okay? And yes, Don, I even thought back, it's not even my first time using Hootsuite to schedule my posts for Facebook and Twitter. So it really can't be Hootsuite. And I went back to the conclusion, the reason why I am banned right now on Twitter is because I mentioned Donald Trump in my tweets. His censorship, and his Twitter algorithm. So now we can't tweet something that's light or positive about Donald Trump because now things have changed. He's no longer in the White House. You have blocked him permanently on Twitter. So anyone who tweets Indo-A-N-A-T favors Donald Trump, you now suspect that person to be a bot, which is not true. I am not a bot. I was the one tweeting. Okay, it was me. It was me. It was, it was me just posting an idea about what was currently happening at that time on the 15th of August when the Taliban took over Afghanistan, especially there, Pai Kabul. And we were warned. Facebook, Twitter, and maybe in the future, Instagram will do the same thing. It will censor people for speaking their minds and then Gengogu, they will be pretty much a law unto themselves. Which is very wrong. Personally, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. Personally, I am not a fan of Joe Biden. Personally, I'm not a fan of any politician on this planet. Okay? So for Twitter algorithm to think that I am a bot for just tweeting nonsense about Donald Trump, thinking that I'm one of its supporters or a bot, is, is just totally unfair towards me. Now I cannot market my podcast on Twitter because I am blocked. The blocky were found in it's over. The blocky. I don't know for how long. When I checked, it, it was written that it could take several days, sometimes even much longer. So much longer could be a month, could be two months, it could be even a year. That's us because I've I've tweeted something that's purportedly nice about Donald Trump, and I'm not even a fan of that dude. Kubi, Kubi, Nyanyan, Kubi. But at least what favors me is that on a personal level, 
I am not a person who depends on social media accounts. Like I do not base my life around social media accounts. I can do without a social media account for a very long time. I've taken a few social media breaks for like four months to six months, sometimes a year. I've done that before. So, so if 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 Twitter wants to continue with their censorship because Bona they feel look ba they are too big to fail and therefore they are just going to kick out anyone who says things that do not particularly favor their political stance, then okay, people are just going to like move on to another social media account. That's what's going to happen. Also, chances are this social media censorship that's been done by Twitter is going to intensify because elections are coming up in the next couple of years in America. So their algorithm by then will be much more advanced. And I think a lot of people will be just be blocked from using Twitter when they tweet something positive about a presidential candidate that is probably not liberal. So that's what I am Pizzo Musimoning about this week. I am a victim of Twitter's censorship. I don't know when I will get back on Twitter. I don't know when my account will be unblocked and yes, but I'll let you know once it happens. And that's the end of episode 21 of the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike. Thank you very much for tuning in. Remember, the podcast is now available on Amazon Music. Whatever you do, do not lose the child in you. Goodbye.